Oh, Judah's back. Nice. Man, the SGP king. Ignite. NFL Week 5. This is the Alphabets podcast. We got Zach, Context Capper. We got Judah, at Throw the Damn Ball. I'm Deep Value Better. We're going to run through the Week 5 games, extract the best opportunities for capturing Alpha. We're coming off a fantastic Thursday night. It's almost midnight. Zach and I have been streaming for the last four hours, and it was emotionally draining. Ended up hitting a huge $25 to win 6K SGP Judah. Also hit a big one, which somebody told me in the chat I didn't know. I, I took Fields 75, Bears minus five and a half. It was 120 to win 11.3K. Ring it up. I had a 260 to one that I put in the Discord. That Mooney. just needed 50 Darnell Mooney yards there. I saw you post that one, and I liked a lot of it, but I did not like the Mooney element. So I swapped him out, put in Justin Fields' three touchdowns instead, but then got greedy and layered in Sam Howell, 250 yards. But Thursday night football, winners in the rearview mirror. Let's do some more for Sunday. So Zach and I have gone through a few. I'm going to say, thinking about from a circuit perspective, what are some of our top five picks? I'm going Jets, hey, I don't know, Texans, Colts, and probably Bills. It's, a tough it's like a funny thing because I've been so in my SGP tails angles mode. But for Circa, I got to go... Texans, Saints, which I really hate, but gonna hold the nose there. Cardinals, Rams are my top two, I'd say. Tier below Even that. with a banged up Stafford, I would love Rams if I knew Stafford was going to play in a healthy form. There were like seven straight years where Matthew Stafford was like, you know, a torn labrum, a this hip, a that leg, or whatever. I know, but in those years when he did get especially banged up, he didn't play well. He was still good. I'm not too worried. I think Cooper Cup's going to play. That's a bonus, Cherry, on top of like, they're a top 10 team by our metrics, and I don't see how that's yeah. going to slow down. I'm not going to let an injury scare me off there. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. What I would say also, and Zach and I know this because we actually went to this game, is yeah. this game is going to be full of Eagles fans. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the home field advantage here is the traveling West Coast. And I'm not worried about the like half point of home field advantage or the fact that it's going to be Eagles fans and not. Uh, Rams fans, like at the end of the day, they're mispricing both teams. And I'm going to add to that angle, Judah. Historically, the last two years, Eagles tend to play at their best when they can play out front, front, right? And Rams, they've had stronger scripted first 15 plays than I think most teams, which is part why what makes them a top 10 EDP team. So some kind of Rams first half or something in that lane. Rams are sixth. Rams are sixth in scripted EDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that Eagles defense is just completely, you know, it's, it's banged up and just not very good Eagles, last year. Eagles are second in scripted. Yeah. yeah. Which they've been they've been good. So maybe know, an over first quarter. Those are a little flukier to me. A lot of variants and weird things that can happen in a first quarter. But uh, I do I do think there's some signal there. What's your take? I, th- I think we understand the Cardinals are still undervalued generally, but 
What's your perspective on the Bengals, though? Because is yeah, it, I just wrote. This, is it a dumpster just, fire, or what's what are we thinking? I just wrote this up actually. Burrow went from scrambling nine percent of the time, being the best quarterback in the NFL, and like these scramble passes, and he would mix in runs. Twenty-five percent of his scrambles were run. This year, he has not had like a scramble run a single time. He's way at the bottom of the league. It's a point difference every time he he scrambles last year versus this year. And the main thing to me is they're throwing within 2.3 seconds, which is an outrageously low number. The average separation of, of Bengals receivers are fourth worst in the NFL. They're forcing coverage mistakes at the seventh worst rate. And the key chart that Brett is bringing up here, which is if you're throwing the ball within 2.3 seconds of the play, you don't have any separation and you're not throwing it far downfield, you're not going to be able to generate explosive plays. And that's obviously been a huge part of their offense. It's certainly two years ago and last year, like... Joe Burrow's lost a huge element of his game. Whether it's his calf or something else, like, I don't care. Whatever the reason for it is irrelevant to me, but, like, descriptively, if we keep seeing that Joe Burrow is not scrambling effectively, it's a totally different offense. And if you're getting rid of the ball in 2.3 seconds and nobody's open, your offense is destined to fail. But at the end of the day, like, the offense looks fundamentally different because they're getting rid of the ball really, really quickly and they don't have anyone open. And that's a disastrous combo. 12% of drives have an explosive play that's worse than the Patriots dead last in explosive drive rate and Cardinals 11th in offensive EDP that's certainly not being appropriately priced defense still an issue something Zach was bringing up earlier so defensive EDP uh, ranks 28th so that's still an issue but if the Bengals offense is so inept and hobbled and neutered that not might not be the key element here that swings this game one way or the other i'd even add one more thing looking at the values here makes a big difference too it's a big gap between the cardinals and even the Bengals on defense but in the actual edp per drive numbers the numbers get very condensed where it's like i want to say it's like a 0.4 point per drive difference between the two teams you can correct me if I'm if yeah, I'm point wrong. Two. Point two. Point two. And on offense, it's way bigger. Uh, oh yeah, I mean the well, the Bengals' offense right now is 28th. So the Bengals are are earning 1.3 EDP per drive, and the Cardinals are at 2.1. So almost yeah. a full point. Yeah. So that's the difference. If you're looking at the absolute value, that's a huge gap, especially like yeah. considering offense matters a lot more than defense. Um, and that, that's the handicap right there. Everything I just said about like my issues with the Bengals offense, the fact that like the Cardinals have produced, and it's also not like they've played bad teams, right? Two of their games have come against the Cowboys and the Niners. These are two of the best defenses in football. And I'm buying the Bengals are really bad. And if you look at how the market's pricing the Bengals right now, if you look at like the in-predict spreads, they're 12th right now. They're effectively like in the middle of like the preseason projections of the Bengals and their actual production. One thing we know for sure is that they're not fundamentally the 12th or 13th best team. They're either in the bottom tier of teams or the top tier of teams. And look, I've been high on the Bengals for years, and I'd be happy to change my opinion if I see some real evidence to suggest that I should change my opinion. But this to me is all the evidence is pointing to the Cardinals here. And if we change the narratives like coming into the preseason, there is no way this would be a, a three-point spread. No. From our drive quality, power ratings, it's still a work in progress. This is still naive, but using pure EDP stats to put together a spread power rating, we would have the Cardinals about minus a touchdown.
Yeah. Interesting. At all. Oof. So Oof. that's a 10 point swing. But I really like the way Judah framed it in the sense of like the Bengals yeah. are in no man's land right now. Either like they're the Rams of last year where it's going to yeah. take five, six, seven weeks for the market to fully sell off on this team appropriately. Mm. Or yeah, they start to put things together because there's still talent, raw talent on this team. They still have elite wide receivers getting banged up, things like this. So there's still those elements on here. But Cardinals last week versus the Niners, they ended up not covering. But I watched that game closely because we had them in Circa at plus 14. And they put in an admirable performance. I mean, it's just the Niners are a juggernaut right now. And there were long drives by the Niners. Nine plays, nine plays, eight plays, 15 plays. So it was methodical. It was a lot of third down conversions. It wasn't like they were just cutting through the Cardinals defense. And, and to Judah's point, shifting preseason priors on Cardinals and just admit that they have more talent than the market predicted. So the numbers bear out that they're the better team. I and mean, we're saying, wait, 10 point difference. And again, <laughs> until the- I mean, I got I, I, a little bit of a grant. Yeah, yeah, and it, even so, but I mean, like, like you guys said, we haven't seen anything from Burrow and from when he tore his ACL, right? Yeah, he wants to get rid of the ball. Like, he can't move out of the pocket. Like, that was, like you just said, Judah, that was his bread and butter. Like, that's really where he ascended and everyone believed he was the second best QB. But if he can't do that, he's not going to stay in that pocket. He knows what happens. He has a history of breaking his knee, right? So there's a lot of things that make sense to me. The, Bengals, the Bengals' ineptitude has been legitimate. So we'll post like our alternative adjusted scores from the drive quality model and say, oh, this team like actually performed better on the field than this team. And there's like a stark contrast between the final score and our adjusted score. That has not happened for the Bengals. Every game for the Bengals, why they perform so poorly in EDP, because they actually are sucking. Yeah. And isn't T Higgins out? He's like banged up or something, right? Yeah. He's Doesn't definitely banged up. And also, I think this also speaks volumes also to what you've talked about in the past, Zach, and like to lean into. Strip away the names of these teams, the brands mm -hmm. of these teams, mm -hmm. what we think we know about these teams. If you were just watching these teams for the last four weeks, do you make the Cardinals plus yeah. three home favorites? Orange at red. What's the line? Yeah. It's probably yeah. Cardinals minus three. Probably. But I mean, I, it might be what drive quality says it is. Minus yeah. six and a half. Yeah. Okay, so we like Cardinals. Judah, what's your thoughts on Jets-Broncos? Not a circuit play. Broncos defense is so bad. The Broncos defense is so Easily bad. If we get Sunday night, Zach Wilson, I think the Jets will kill him. If we get <laughs> the past three years no. of Zach Wilson, like, it's going to be a bloodbath. Broncos ranked 32nd in, e in defensive EDP at 2.7. Uh, and Jets, the fourth best defense, giving up 1.4 points EDP per drive. Uh, I'm not. I'm not touching this. Also, so you don't think anything in that Zach Wilson versus Chiefs that that was not signal per se. There was some signal, but it's one week. Yeah. What I saw and like I, the, this is something one of those cases where like I saw it on TV and then I wanted to like go test it out in the data type of thing. I was like Wilson just looks a lot more comfortable in the pocket and like Zach Wilson just like abandons clean pockets for no good reason. It's backed up by the data. And he was just hanging in there, making good throws, not freaking out, not having that hitch thing where he's showing some hesitation and bailing out of pocket. And 
PFF charts like plays, which are in rhythm, like it was 58% was his previous best, and he was in rhythm 64% of the time. Which is a, and like Zach Wilson could always throw the ball. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that, that's pretty much what Zach said last week. Well, and that's because with him especially, his Achilles heel is, is, is it's all mental, right? It's all this fear, confidence, all this psychological crap. But now he's got that regained a little bit of that confidence going into playing the worst defense. So, like, it, it'll be an easier team he's playing, even if he's worse than he was last week. But he should still maintain at least a little bit more of that confidence that he had last week to at least have a moderate to performance. Is, is it possible? It. Yes. Is it likely? Maybe even. You're making a great case for the alts, and I agree with you, but yeah, like, why are we subjecting that. ourselves to like betting on this? But like you said, I would prefer to bet some alts on this game. Um, it just seems like an alt spot rather than like, yeah. here's what I'll say to that. Like, yeah. what happens when Zach Wilson throws a bad interception in the first quarter? Like, his confidence can go insane. Yeah. As quickly as it came back, it can uh, go away. I wouldn't want to bet on this. I feel like this is just gonna. This is a great setup for a nice encore performance versus again a miserable defense that's super exploitable. Because my my biggest what I was so impressed about was again the Chiefs are one of the better defenses in the NFL. And what I would say is also it doesn't seem necessarily that it was one game. It seemed like it was one game because I feel like everything we saw in that game was something that we had seen Zach Wilson do in the past. He just hadn't done it with the same sustainability he kept it going in that game and it was versus a tough defense even i'm not necessarily saying it's signal but th that was easily i think the biggest the most eyebrow raising performance from him which i think is notable yeah and, and like you said you're going from that to playing the broncos like you couldn't have a better setup perspective so if he sucks in this spot then it was obviously it's, a complete yeah. fluke what else you like, Judah? Is there anything else that you have like high conviction around? No, those are the three plays I uh, I kind of liked. Um, but, uh, oh, Bills Jags. Pass. No. The Bills. Game. My take on this, I actually think it's like a. I, I'd lean Jaguars if anything. I know you probably love that. Saw on the face there, the little. Oh. I mean, because I know you, like, you like Jags. You like Jags last week, but again, even Drive Call, I mean, they did not play well. No, I also think that was like a case of like, we're up 17 nothing going up against Desmond Ritter. We don't have to do anything type of thing. Here's the take with the Jaguars and, and Bills. I don't think we've learned anything meaningful about the Bills. Like this was all in the range of outcomes. Like they hit the 90th percentile game. Great. They did it on like the best stage. And maybe there's some signal that's like the Bills showing up and big performances, yada, yada, yada. But like nothing new. I learned no new information about the Bills. They still had some like disappointing performances the first couple of games and like, I'm still ready to buy, and this is going to show up in our ADP numbers, like Trevor Lawrence throwing dimes to Calvin Ridley who drops the ball. That's charted as an incompletion. Like the Jaguars receivers have dropped more balls than any other unit. Trevor Lawrence, the fundamentals are all still there. Would it at all shock me if Trevor Lawrence outplayed Josh Allen? Absolutely not. Is this also a quasi home game? Yes, they've been in London for a week, and I don't think the market's fully adjusted that home field unless you're going to tell me that the bills are six points better than the jaguars that seems a little a little steep the jaguars can every bit play with them toe-to-toe -to -toe, and it could very well end up as a coin flip game where it's like which quarterback plays better and i don't think it's 70 30 that it's josh allen i think it's like 
45 that it's Josh Allen. Saints Patriots, or actually Titans Colts, because this is one that Zach and I were divided on. He leans Titans, I lean Colts. I probably lean Colts. This is a spot I traditionally stay away from. Like two bad teams, intra-division, don't have a great read on either of them. I think Judah's right. This is the type of game that's just not going to make sense. Like it's going to go away yeah. that you're like, yeah, that could have happened, but like there's no real edge because it I could just, go either way. I think I have better pulses on most other teams and most other mm-hmm, spots. Mm-hmm. What about Ravens Steelers? Are Steelers back? I mean, he hates the spot? Steelers. I'm just going to guess that he doesn't like the Steelers. I don't see the Steelers. I don't know where that comes from. I don't don't think I've ever heard you want to bet the Steelers. (laughs) That's not true. I definitely bet the Steelers. I I, uh, before. You bet the Steelers before? (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say that wasn't that wasn't such a great defense there. But I guess there's a little bit of a trend because you also think I hate the Patriots. Like I know if you want to bet the Steelers, it's a it's a strong buy to bet the Steelers. (laughs) I I really I don't feel the that sentiment. But this is a spot I'm also staying away from. Um, yeah. the huge mismatch is the Steelers offense, which has been dreadful. I mean, I think they're worse than our EDP numbers by a decent margin. Um, they're last. Yeah, by like 0.2 points also. And like they have some explosive ability and I'm not sure that the, the Ravens offense is going to put up so many points, but the more I think about it, the Steelers defense is so, so bad right now. And I don't know if Alex Hyde-Smith is playing. It's like just TJ Watt. If you got Ronnie Stanley going up against TJ Watt, I'm like, Put on a double team. This secondary is atrocious. I attacked that last week with the Texans. And the more I think about it, the more I'm going to go Ravens. I like really, really want to sell the Ravens long term because I think they're big time frauds right now. Being priced as a top 10 team and they're not. They've got a mastermind of a defensive coordinator, but their talent's really not there. I think they'll kind of be exposed when they have a tough matchup. I don't think the Steelers are that though. And I really just don't see how the Steelers are going to score points here unless we're banking on some huge explosive plays but this is a really winnable matchup against the Steelers especially when they're so banged up with with Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith there yeah, that's a big loss and yep, Steelers is the 32nd ranked overall team mm-hmm. we have them as five points worse than an average team and we have Ravens as two and a half points better than an average team we'll so have their defense touchdown. Really, really good yeah so you take you take in home field advantage give the Steelers like two points and we'd have Ravens like minus five yeah so. I think it's a slight a slightly into the to the Ravens what about Niners Cowboys Niners Cowboys pass my like quick take here would be the Niners have been the best team in the NFL so far this season right that's not the same thing as they are the best team in the NFL projecting forward they last week had the highest EDP per drive of any team in the regular season that we've ever recorded. The Achilles heel for this team is like, you know, the Brock Purdy implosion game is coming, right? The like discrepancy between turnover worthy plays and actual turnovers is vast. The Cowboys are exactly the type of team that takes advantage of that with a ferocious pass rush with a very, very aggressive defense. There's regression to the mean and like that's some abstract concept and not something I want to be betting on in like a short term game. But I think the chances are a lot higher against the Cowboys. Mm. That's, That's kind of staving me off here. And three and what? a half is like. And what about what about Niners some, are definitely at their top. What about any Cowboy alt? Is that feasible? Cowboy like, alt feasible? Yeah, I probably want to tell that story in some way. Right? It depends how the prices are with like pretty yards, especially if we can throw some sacks in there. Um, hmm. But I think it'll be a funky SGP if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe last is Chiefs Vikings. 
our Vikings at home plus four versus the Chiefs. Well, and continue to look like a wet blanket. What we talked about in our offseason previews shows up over and over again. They have these kind of bursts where it's like, there's the old Chiefs. No, no, not the old Chiefs. And it goes back to that, like, this team can't move the ball. It's weird. Mahomes hasn't been that good. Like, I I initially, like, after week one, I was like, oh, that's all overblown. And I thought Mahomes actually played great. Yeah, I still would have Mahomes. Like, there's a huge, huge gap between Mahomes and everyone else that, like, my long-term expectations of the Chiefs haven't changed, and I'd still power rank them as the number one team, and I still think they should have the shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. But in this moment, it's iffy, and, like, the Vikings just have a way of playing these coin flip games, right? Like, they're going to keep it close. They're going to score. I'm not so worried about the Chiefs' defense slowing them down. And yeah, Mahomes has an advantage in... in coin flip games because he's Mahomes and like when he gets the ball yeah. in a need to score situation or a score to win situation like he's the guy you want out there and he has an advantage but like I don't want to be betting on games where I want to be on the right side of a coin flip as opposed to like I think I have some angle that the market's not accounting for and that's why I want to bet it so I don't love it I don't love either side well I don't think the market's accounting for the Vikings being the third best team in the NFL wink wink <laughs> which is how we have them priced I mean, if the Vikings do not commit the same sort of like ridiculous every every circa week. 2022 Jaguars turnovers, this team is legitimately 4-0, and everyone's talking about them. Yeah, yeah, but they're not. That's <laughs> true. Have to keep doing it. Well, what's what's tricky is, I think they do deserve to be two and two, or well, not really. I mean, but it still doesn't change that, like, they did it again last week. I will say one thing, which is, I love this SGP. Rashi Rice, I think, is going to emerge as the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. He has been absolutely dominant when on the field. Uh, He just hasn't Mm -hmm. seen the field so much. And every week, his snap share is increasing and increasing. I wouldn't be shocked if this is the week he takes over. And I love that. He's earned a target in the 30s. There are only, like, five players who have a higher rate. That's Puka Nakua and then Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, all, all those guys. I'm not saying that Rashi Rice is that's good company. Players. Yeah, but that's good company. You want to be in that company. And I think the more time he gets and the less the Sky Moors of the world get, I think the better the Chiefs offense will be. That might be the thing that kind of like, okay, they've got their guy again, sort of thing. I'll definitely be leaning into that like Rashi Rice angle. Also, his props are going to be minuscule. Yeah, 40, we'll be able 40 to get yards. Like, like 80 yards at like plus 880 or something like that. Yeah, I like else. this. this is uh, interesting. And I mean, you got all these Chiefs wide receivers. Yeah, and have, all have great opportunity. No one stepped up so far. And that's another thing that you can see again when Mahomes is creating time in the pocket, running around, scrambling. There's no chemistry to find anybody. So and this is why you start seeing these lofts and then they end up just going right into the defender's hands or you see these bombs and they end up just hitting the grass. There's no one around. He doesn't know where to go. There's no touch. There's no feel. And it's all coming back to bite him this season. Do you figure out all of that in one season? You know, maybe. But I think that's really interesting, you know, to see if, you know, Rishi Rice is the guy that finally kind of like as he gets more opportunity, he starts capitalizing on that opportunity and becomes a legitimate 
wide receiver one for an offense with the best quarterback in the NFL, that could be explosive. Well, and even if they're wrong that Rishi Rice or Justin Ross or Sky Moore, like whoever they choose, like at some point you got to kind of like just say, hey, we're going to go with this guy to your point, Brett, so that you find that chemistry, even if he's not the best, which to Judah's point, it sounds like he actually is. So you figure the Chiefs are like navigating that and they're going to make it, they're going to be decisive, kind of like they were when they replaced Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So there's precedent that like at some point, they're going to realize this guy's trash. Let's move on to the next guy. I thought actually too, what was interesting is does the complexion of this Chiefs offense change, especially in special situations in the game, that last drive, 16 plays, eight minutes, 10 runs. So it was a run heavy drive when they most needed it. And it wasn't a pass heavy drive leaning into Mahomes arm taking care of business it was on the ground and Pacheco has certainly looked he's the one who kind of gets them out of a rut sometimes they're much more balanced this year which I think they have to be yeah they're, they're still gonna have the highest pass rate and like pass rate over expected or whatever it is but the fact that they're having some success on the ground is, yeah. is certainly yeah. a change in past years I think you were starting to ask me about New Orleans and, and New England yeah uh, mm-hmm. that's the spot I I lead New Orleans here um both teams play a ton of man coverage. This is one of those sort of spots for me. And there is just okay. a huge, huge mismatch on both sides of the ball. Mac Jones is the worst EPA by a wide margin against man coverage. That happens when you're trotting out Devontae Parker, who can't separate. And Kendrick Bourne's fine, but he'll probably be going up against Marshawn Lattimore, who's having a, a, a another great year. And then on the flip side, like the, the Patriots are like trotting out you guys at cornerback right now. They're down all three of their guys going up against Michael Thomas, the GOAT, Rashid Shahid, and of course, Chris Olave. That is just a huge, huge mismatch. I would love this play if Jameis Winston was playing quarterback or if I knew that Derek Carr was healthy. Take away the Belichick thing that's going on and like, oh, the Patriots, the Patriots, this. Mm-hmm. This team is not good right now. Uh, they just lost Matthew Judon as well. Like These are huge losses. Their defense is paper thin the saints have way too much talent to to continue to you know be a bottom five offensive team if this is a spot where they don't hit like major 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 downgrades to the saints but this really sets up so well for them and and that's i guess what the prediction is then is saints putting it together on offense which we haven't seen much of i mean it was a little bit two games but it's just been Mm. Barely. Barely moved the needle. I mean, the Panthers hung with them pretty much that whole game. Finally, the Saints separated a little bit there in like the fourth quarter and then let the Panthers go rolling right down the field to to get that garbage time touchdown. The drives last week for the Saints and the Bucks. The Saints, three plays punt, nine plays punt, six plays punt, one play turnover, four plays punt, four plays turnover, one play turnover. That is some ugly drives at home, you know, versus the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks were that without a corner, and I think another one got hurt in the game, too. Derek Carr clearly was not yes. he yeah. hurt. Is he going to be back fully? I, I don't know. Because my, my only That's concern, what makes me very nervous I, about that. That's what makes me nervous. Well, yeah. I like your setup. But it kind of brings me to like the the Bengals Cardinals, right? Like the only way you back the Bengals is the assumption that the quarterback is now healthy, right? 
I think the similar spot for the Saints well, is Carr actually well okay. I'd, I'd push back a bit there in the like magnitude, which is like if the market's wrong on Burrow, they're like five points wrong on Burrow. True. If they're wrong on Carr, it's like maybe you know a negative one in, in yeah. our direction, but it's a positive three if he's like really healthy, sort of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Uh, but Darnell likes that you're a guy or Shahid plus 1760 over 100 yards. Yeah. If we get Jameis in there, I would love that play. Because he's not going to be afraid to launch it. I could see just like another like super conservative, low volume, mm-hmm. not a lot of plays run with the Patriots play at a very, very fast pace, which is notable. And this is also a function of the fact that like, I don't like a lot of circuit picks this week. Yep. And like, I usually feel like I'm like mildly comfortable with like seven to eight sort of picks. This is like three to four and I'm stretching. But it's also that I, I I think it's really two-sided, which is even if none of this is true about the Saints, like I'm not sure the Patriots offense can be able to score against the Saints defense. And I'm like willing to take it with the Saints here. I guess the thing that just makes me uncomfortable about is just they, they, they both just don't seem like good teams at this point in time. And it's a pick them. And but there's the a, Saints are on the road. Would you grant me this? There's a lot easier of a path for the Saints to be good than the Patriots to be good. Yes. But can the Saints be good if the coaching and scheme on offense continues to just shit the bed a little bit? It's remarkable how talented their receivers are. And like in the ways you can isolate scheme, just how bad, like how often they're forcing coverage mistakes. It is Mm -hmm. not great. great. And I was talking to someone today. I was like, I think Alave and Rasheed, I'm not going to say it. um, (laughs) Your your boy. I already said it wrong. Fuck. um, It is similar in is similar in talent to like obviously not the scale but like Tyreek and Waddle you know not necessarily as fast but very good at separation but can't get him the ball can't score points like what's going on like does it make sense yep okay good stuff I think we got again a little bit of a brewing five picks here I think a little bit about Texans maybe some Colts Saints, maybe. I think Cardinals is good. I think Rams is good. And then it's it's a little bit dicey from there. Alrighty. We've been streaming for about five hours. I'm tired. But we hit some juicy SGPs. That makes it feel a lot better. That's closing bell. See you next week.